All right, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. My name is Russ, and joining me on today's show is my good friend Jason, and it's been quite a while since Jason's been on the program, but I think we got an awesome topic to talk to you guys and gals about today. Jason, what are we talking about today? Today we are ranking the 11 studio albums by Metallica. Oh, that's going to be a good one. Where are we going to rank the new 72 seasons? Is Master of Puppets number one, or is it going to be something completely different? The only way for you to find out is to listen right now. So after the guitar riff, the Couch Potato Podcast presents to you the 11 Metallica studio albums ranked by us. All right, well, welcome back, uh, Jason, to the show. It's been a long time since you've been on. It's been almost a year, hasn't it? Um, has it been? I mean, I think... Maybe back in October, maybe? It, these things start to run together at this point. I don't know who's who's <laughs> been on. When, I know it's been a while, and I've been trying yeah, to find cool. the perfect episode to bring it back, and I figured uh, what we're talking about today would be an awesome uh, topic to uh, for you to make your triumphant return. So uh, today, Jason and I are going to rank the Metallica studio albums, which is something I've been wanting to do for a while, but I guess it's the perfect occasion since Metallica just released a brand new album, 72 Seasons. Uh, We are recording this on a Tuesday night, so this dropped uh, last Friday. So um, before we get into our rankings, uh, have you had a chance to really dig into the new album? Uh, Curious to hear your thoughts on it. I really enjoyed it. Um, I was kind of concerned. I mean, I, when they they dropped, what was it, Lux Eterno? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. It wasn't my favorite. But then, like, I ended up getting MLB The Show, and it's on there. And the thing that I loved about it was it always plays in the background on the showdown. Okay. And I was like, okay. I absolutely love this song now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've listened through a few times now and I enjoy it. I mean, I think it's better than the other recent releases that they've had. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I haven't found myself skipping anything on, on the album. So that, I mean, that's always a plus. And I mean, it's too early to really tell like where it's going to end up in the the ranking list all time. I mean, it's been out for five days, but I think it's got a shot to do pretty well. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? Um, I know for me, I wasn't really feeling it the first time through. And that's more of me be just being a person that like, I just seem to not really enjoy anything the first time I listened to it. I think I, uh, before we were uh, hopping on the air, we were just, uh, you said you kind of heard it just to kind of get a vibe. Yeah. That's kind of how I am. And then I'll give it another listen to kind of, you know, really let it sink in. And then I'll, you know, give it a few spins just to kind of let it gel in my in my bloodstream, see what I think. But uh, after a few listens, uh, the more I listened to it, the more I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I think James, like this is his album to shine. I think he he sounds awesome on this. Yeah, it um, does. And this thing is a riff machine. Like there are tons of great riffs in there. 
Yeah. Um, I think uh, the only gripe that I have is sometimes it seems like they try to make the songs longer than they need to be. Yeah. But, I mean, that's kind of minor, though. I mean, it's still a really good album. Um, like I said, yeah, I, James is my favorite member of the band, so like, anytime he gets a chance to to show off his chops, I'm all for it. Uh, but yeah, I'm really digging it, though, man. Like I was like you. I really liked Lux Eterna mm-hmm. when it first came out, but then I wasn't big into, I think, Screaming Suicide was the second single that they yeah. dropped on it. I really could not get into that until I started listening to the album. Now I I yeah. kind of I dig it, and then the other the other singles I thought were pretty good. So yeah, man, I'm yeah. I'm really enjoying it too. It's uh it's been in constant rotation on the playlist uh, when I'm driving by myself. When I've got my daughter with me, it's Disney and Coco Melon and all kinds of other stuff. So I haven't turned my daughter into a metalhead yet, but I'm slowly getting there. <laughs> Understood. Um. So, uh, uh, you, how long have you been a Metallica fan? I know uh, you and I have actually had an opportunity to see them in concert together. Yeah, um, you know, I can remember having MTV back early 90s and not really being allowed to watch MTV unless my parents were in the room. Uh-huh. Um, and, I, and I remember the probably my first... Um, experience with Metallica was the Unforgiven video. Yeah. And it creeped me the hell out because of that old man. Like when he breaks through that cave, like he's looking through that cave or that hole, like uh-uh, it, it gave me like the Michael Jackson thriller vibes. I didn't want to see that shit no more. Mm. Um, but I mean, as I, I got older, I liked it. But I mean, really, the first, first time I remember enjoying Metallica was probably my freshman year of high school. I didn't know 1994. I didn't really know much about Metallica, but playing football, um, one song they played before we went on to the field was for whom the bell tolls. Mm -hmm. And I had no clue who that was, but when I heard that song the first time I fell in love with it and that's when I started asking around, like, who is that? Oh, that's Metallica. Okay, really? Okay, you know, and I remember buying Ride the Lightning just for that particular song and then falling in love with the album and then learning about all the other stuff that Mm -hmm. they had done. So, yeah, that's probably 14 years old, so almost 30 years now. I, you sound like you kind of got into them the way that I did. Uh, I know when I was a kid, I was kind of mostly into uh, a lot of the pop radio, and uh, I kind of progressed into like rock uh, during the. I wasn't a fan, a hair metal fan, yeah. But uh, I do remember a friend of mine had brought over the Black album, yeah. And you know we were listening to that, and I was just kind of blown away by. By like how like aggressive a popular rock band was on the radio. Yeah. So of course, like after I heard the his copy of the Black Album, I had to go out and get my own. 
And then when I dug into the Black album a little bit, I was like, oh, I wonder what else they got out. And um, I had bought the Black album a couple of weeks before Woodstock 94. And I ordered yeah. uh, the pay-per-view, and they have a version of For Whom the Bell Tolls on there, mm-hmm. which is my favorite version than playing it live. And that that's same thing with you, man. I was like, the next album I bought was Ride the Lightning. And then, you know, I just dig it like, oh, they've got Master of Puppets. They've got Kill Em All. They've got Injustice for All, which I had seen the video for one, but I hadn't really put much thought into it until I really got into them. But yeah. uh, after I heard the Black Album, man, like, I basically, like, this is my band, and I've been a fan ever since. People that know me know that this is my band. I've seen them, shit, so... 17 times in concert, 18 yeah. and 19, hopefully in November when I go see him in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, um, you know, we went to, what was that, Summer Sanitarium 2003? Yeah. I think. Yep, it was uh, Metallica, and who's at Lincoln Park, Limp Biscuit, Limp Biscuit. The, the Deftones, and Mudvayne. Mudvayne. Yeah. That was a hell of a good show. A- yeah, I mean, it really was, but such an oddball kind of. I, I mean, Lincoln Park, Limp Biscuit, and then the Deftones. Didn't Chino talk shit about Metallica before that tour? Uh huh. Yeah, I said he was going. They were going to blow everybody off the stage, which yeah. we thought was kind of a dick move at the time. But now, being much older and knowing better, it's like you know, he's just every band should want to you know, be the top dog on a bill, so. Yeah, that was, uh, that's the best concert that I've ever been to. I've told people that's probably the loudest show I've ever been to, like, outside. Because I think uh, when Metallica went on, you and I were parked by, uh, because a lot of times now they do their concerts in the round, which means, like, they're in the middle, their stage is circular, and then everybody can see them. But uh, when we seen them at the Horseshoe, they had just the standard stage, and I think we were set up by Rob's uh, bass amps. Yep. And I, I know for me personally, like I just felt the rattle of his bass for days afterward. Yeah, that that was so awesome. Uh, I the one memory I have of that is them starting one. And those flames shooting up out of the the stage, and I remember looking over at you like, "Is my face on fire?" Uh, yep. <laughs> and I, my face was blistered from the sun because I mean we basically baked out there for ten hours, and they I, they didn't come on until after dark, and then yeah, I mean that. Oh my gosh, that those flames coming up out of that stage were so hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was the coolest moment ever. Uh, me and a friend of mine went and seen them on the uh, hardwired, the first uh, arena to, uh, run that they did in the States, and we seen them in Cincinnati. And yeah. it was, I think it was 2018. I want to say it's when we got that really bad cold stretch that came through the area where, oh, yeah, where it was like with the wind chill it was like negative forty something degrees. 
Yeah. And me and my buddy were like two rows from the stage. And just being at a show amongst all those people, you know, you start getting sweaty and everything. And, yeah, those flames, you know, just we were drenched in sweat after that show. And I remember we went outside to get to our car and our my hood literally like within seconds went from being like soaking wet to like frozen stiff. (laughs) Oh man, I couldn't imagine. Uh, But yeah, they are such an incredible live band. I think that's why I gravitate towards them so much. It's just the fact that they're so good live. Yeah. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to uh, take my son to see them. Uh, my son went and seen him in Indianapolis. Uh, same time I took my mom. My mom was wanting to see him too. I think that's the cool yeah. thing about them too is like they're one of those bands that I think they're kind of a gateway band now into metal. I mean, they're not yeah. at this point. They're not really you know the hardest or the heaviest or the fastest playing anymore. But like, I think they're kind of like the gatekeepers. Like, okay. Start out with somebody like Metallica, and then, like, okay, then you can start venturing into, like, okay, you want something that fast but a little bit more darker, you can venture into Slayer or Megadeth, and then you can kind of branch out from there. So I think that's, like, the good thing about him. Like, my son, well, he's kind of in that phase now where dad's music kind of sucks, but I know Metallica was his gateway band into listening to metal, and he discovered, like, Slipknot and... yeah you know, some of the other stuff that he's into now, so. Well, hey, let's get to it, man. You want to get to this list? Let's go. All right, well, how we're going to do this is we're ranking the 11 Metallica studio albums, so that's going to eliminate the Garage Inc., the Live Shit Binge and Purge, uh, Live Disc, the S&M stuff. Uh, I know I'm probably missing something. Uh, the Through the Never soundtrack, which is uh, a live album, to just the standard 11 Metallica studio albums. Um, so we're going to rank them from 11 to 1. Usually how we do this is uh, being the gracious host that I am, I let my my guest lead off with his uh, 11th, well, in this case, his 11th, and then we'll just go all the way to number 1. So we'll kind of talk about them as we go through. So uh, what is uh, your number 11 pick for the Metallica rankings, the ultimate Metallica rankings via the Couch Potato Podcast? <laughs> um, well, I just want to start by saying that I don't think any of these albums are terrible. Like, you shouldn't listen to them. All of them have good stuff on them. Um, my number 11 is Reload. Okay. Um kind of after I mean Fuel is probably I think most people would probably know that's a Metallica song if they heard it just I mean you could be a NASCAR fan and and know that Um, (laughs) but after I think Fuel and the Memory Remains there's really not a lot of memorable stuff on there I mean there's some good stuff but, yeah, that would be my number 11. Um, I know for me, like, uh, I have Reload uh, a little higher than you. Um, but they have one of my favorite deep cuts. I've always wanted to hear them play live. And when they did their 40th anniversary shows in 2022, they finally busted that out and played it live for the first time. Fixer. Oh, yeah. 
That's an awesome deep cut. Uh, always wanted to hear him play it live. And I think that's why I go to see them so much at this point is the fact I want to hear songs I've never heard them play before. Yeah. Like, I've heard him play Sandman a million times. I've heard For Him to Bell Tolls. I want to hear the shit I've never heard, like Disposable Heroes, shit like Fixer. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with you. I'm a little a little higher on uh, Reload, but yeah, there's... It's kind of when they, they tried to change their sound, which I can respect yeah. that. I mean, you know, you've been around that long. I mean, ACDC's done it well. Slayer's done it well. They have a formula. They stick with it. Everything kind of sounds the same, so I can kind of respect you trying to uh, venture out and be different, but a lot of bands, too, like, they got so much shit for that, the load and reload stuff. Yeah. That was that era. They yeah. cut their hair. And then you went from the Black album, like, well, you went from Injustice for All, a very aggressive album, to Black, which was still pretty heavy, but then kind of obviously made more for radio into Load and Reload. Um, I know for me, I have at number 11, I had uh, St. Anger okay. at number 11. Um, like you said, though, they don't really have bad albums. I think this one's solid, but I know for me, like the biggest gripes I have is the snare, yeah, that annoying ping. And I always thought that this was Metallica's attempt to try to fit into the new metal genre. And yeah. I've always felt that Metallica doesn't have to; they're a big enough band where they don't have to fit in. Everyone should try to be like Metallica, not vice versa. Yeah. And I mean, I know that's coming off of, uh, you know, James, his rehab stint. They did this, some kind of monster documentary. They almost broke up. They lost Jason. So I kind of get they were trying. This was just them being very raw and vulnerable, and just getting their emotions out. They did put out a, uh, a bonus DVD with Scene Anger that had them playing the songs in a studio setting, which I thought sounded so much better. And I'm trying to think of, like, why didn't you do this with the studio album? I don't know. I mean, they obviously knew what they were doing more than I do, but uh, St. Anger uh, sits at a solid number 11 for me. All right. Uh, what do you got at number 10? I have St. Anger at number 10. Okay. <laughs> um... <clears throat> Yeah, like you, I didn't like the snare, and I absolutely shit on this album when it first came out. But after, I can't even remember when this record came out, but after so many years, I actually don't mind listening to it now. And I think St. Really Anger's 2000. Yeah, somewhere. 2000, yeah, 2000, 2001, mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah. Um, but uh, I really love Some Kind of Monster. I don't know. It, yeah, that song is, that's my favorite song on that album. And usually when I'm doing stuff around the house, that song is on every playlist that I had. Yeah. That I have. It's always added. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, that album has grown on me. And I don't hate it like I used to hate it. 
Yeah. Have you ever heard the uh, the reworking of uh, All Within My Hands that they do for their uh, charity event? They used to do the Neil Young Bridge School uh, tribute or charity shows. Then they kind of did their uh, All Within My Hands uh, uh, charity event. But they've reworked All Within My Hands as an acoustic song. I think it sounds oh. a million times better now than the oh, album version. Yeah. Yeah, I can check that out. I hadn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, you can find them on YouTube. Uh, I think there's actually no. They released the "All Within My Hands" as a an album, like a vinyl, which I oh, okay. always seem to miss out on. But yeah, you can find it on YouTube. Um, it's it's really good. It's and they've reworked some of their stuff uh, where they play live. Like they've did a a uh, they've they've added guitar solos, which I know that was a, a big thing that people shit on too is like <clears throat> you have arguably one of the best guitar players in metal history and Kirk Hammett and you're not letting him put solos yeah. in this stuff like that made no sense either yeah no not at all um I know my number 10 is reload <laughs> okay so yeah we're not too far off um yeah it just there's not a lot of stuff in there that really like jumps out to me like I like fixer I said uh Awesome, you know, deep cut uh, fuel. I've heard it so many times. It's pretty much. I think that's a stadium staple at this point. Yeah, yeah. That was like the theme for NBC's NASCAR coverage for a while, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I remember that used to come on, and I'm like, ah, oh, NASCAR's on. <laughs> yeah, I, I have members of my family that are diehard NASCAR fans, and I, I know I used to hear it all the time. And now I, I think yeah. they've done away with. I think they've got something else now, but. I think it was NBC that had it. It was NBC or Fox. I fuck. Fox, I don't know. Yeah, one of those two. All right. Well, it looks like uh, you and I are not too far apart on our rankings. But uh, what is sitting at number nine for you? Uh, number nine is Load. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I like the album uh, King Nothing. Another one of those songs that I'll always add to a playlist. Um, you know, yeah, this was just, I don't want to say like a weird time. Like it just didn't seem like all the stuff, all the previous stuff. Um, but I mean, I still enjoy this, this record. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I really actually load is like, I really, really like, they've got a lot of stuff on there that I really, like you said, King nothing is on there. There's a song called the house that Jack built that I really like. Yeah. That's one of those albums too. They don't play a lot of the stuff live, so I'm like really itching to hear some of these deep cuts yeah. played live. You're right though. This is like this is coming off of uh, the Black album, and then they followed it up with a very not really a metal album. It's more I consider Low to be more of a hard rock album with like there's some blues in there. They have. They have arguably, or not arguably, I think it is the worst song in the Metallica, Metallica catalog, uh, Mama Said. It's a country song, yeah. which yeah. when I heard that for the first time, I thought, what the fuck is this doing on here? <laughs> yeah. And I, I thought, like, I thought at first, like, is this a, like, a misprint? Did somebody, like, is this some kind of fucking joke? But, 
yeah, not a fan of that. But they have some good stuff on there. Like it has the unfor yeah. no the Unforgiven twos on reload. But yeah, I mean it's a good album. Uh, I think some of the hits off that, like Until It Sleeps, I still think holds up really well. That's a fantastic yeah. song. Yeah, it is. Actually, because I think that was the first single off that. I remember seeing the video, that really weird video that they did for it on MTV. I'm like, okay, I'm fucking buying that day one. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I know for me, uh, number nine is going to be uh, Death Magnetic. Um, is that number? That's number nine. We're on number nine okay. now. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought the album is good. It's got some solid stuff on there, but I think it sounds like shit. If you listen to that album on a, uh, a pair of good headphones, it does not sound the greatest, and the louder you turn it up, the worse it sounds. Yeah. Which is a shame because uh, I know I was discussing with a friend of mine uh, how great All Nightmare Long is. Yes, that's my favorite off that. That song fucking <laughs> rips. Such a yeah. cool ass song. And just yeah, it's 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 a shame that it sounds as bad as it does because it's produced by Rick Rubin, the legendary yeah. music producer. Every guy's done Beastie Boys, Chili Peppers, uh then he do he found a Def Jam. Uh yeah iconic music producer. He did Slayer, did some Slayer, iconic music producer. When I found out that they were in the studio with him, I had such high expectations for this. Like, this is going to be the best Metallica record of all time. Yeah. And I mean, it's still good, but yeah. Um, I think a conversation I had was having with my same friend that uh, they were in the process of, uh, they recorded it on like older equipment and they were in the process of swapping out for new equipment. That's kind of way it's why it sounds the way it does. Mm -hmm. Now I've heard that if you, um, get a uh, guitar hero Metallica, which has yeah. that, uh, I think you can uh, listen to all this. Like it has the entire, uh, album on that, that oh, yeah? that version sounds a million times better than the album because it's not oh, all man. compressed to shit and everything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, that all nightmare long, I always thought like that deserved to be in like a really good horror movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's like a chase scene or something. And, uh, like I absolutely love that song. Oh yeah. That's still like, that's still one of my favorites songs that they've done in like the last 15 or 20 years. Yeah. Uh, I wish they would bring it back out and play it live. Uh, they don't, uh, last couple times I've seen them, they don't really do much from this album outside of uh, the day that never comes is the only thing I've heard last few times yeah. I've seen them. Okay. It's a shame. But yeah, All Nightmare Long fucking is a killer track. There's some other good stuff in there too. Like the day that never comes is pretty good. That's a, Kind of a standout track. It's, I think the Unforgiven 3 is on this. Yeah. Which is uh, weird. Uh, Metallica is the only band that I know of off the top of my head. Now, I'm sure someone will prove me wrong that has sequels to songs. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's a good album, but just, yeah, it's really hampered by just the production value of it. Like, I don't really listen to it. Like, on my headphones, I won't listen to it at all. 
Cause it just, yeah. I pick up on so much of it. I, this is the one album that I wish I could get a hold of. Like I am almost willing to gamble on getting like a live wire or something like that. Like I used to do with the torrents, but I got a nasty letter from my cable company and they told me to shut it down. But, uh, <laughs> that I would love to get a hold of those guitar hero rips of that album. I'm sure it'd be a, a million yeah. times better. Yeah. And they do all these, uh, these anniversary, uh, they've done everything up until the black album. So come on, Metallica, just do a fucking scene anger or a death magnetic re- reissue. Just have Greg Fiddleman get in there, clean it up, put it back out. Yeah. Make everyone happy. Couldn't, couldn't hurt. <laughs> um, what is your number eight? Death magnetic. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, this this is. Yeah, this, um, I mean, pretty much for the same reasons that you said. I mean, <clears throat> again, all nightmare long is easily my favorite song on this. I like cyanide. Day that never comes. I, I mean, I guess I've never like. I mean, yeah, you can you can hear it when it's. There's just something not right. Um, you should be able to play a Metallica album as loud as possible, and it sounds freaking awesome. But yeah, this one just it didn't. I think for me, just it's being like I have a couple of good pairs of headphones that I can listen to music into. Like if I was yeah. just listening to it out of those shitty uh, uh, earbuds that you used to get with your iPhone, like I probably wouldn't care. But now that I've got yeah. good stuff. Like, nah, this this doesn't cut the mustard now. Yeah. Um, bummer. I know my number eight is going to be load. Okay. So, yeah, we, we're doing a fantastic job here, gang. It's just, like, we're just going to go back and forth. It's like, okay, well, his is going to be one higher than mine. Um, yeah, like, load, I, I think it was just the fact that it just, it was such a, a a left turn from what you're accustomed to. If you're a fan of theirs for a while, I, I think it's a good album. Like if you hadn't listened to them before, I think it's a good album to get started on. Yeah. But also I could easily see like somebody liking, if that's the first album that they hear liking it and then like venturing into their old stuff and not liking the old stuff as much because it's too much, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's still some good Mm -hmm. stuff in there. Like said, you know, King Nothing's awesome until it sleeps is awesome. The House of Jack Built is an awesome deep cut. I don't think they've played live. I wish they would. Yeah, there's some good stuff in there, but yeah, it's it's not an elite metallic album. I I really hope that at some point we start getting like a I'm I'm hoping that like yeah, I've got you're gonna tell me like you've got Master of Puppets next to so just so we can have like a shocker in here, like a hot take. I don't think it it'll be that low, but um, yeah, it's not going to happen. Well, what's number seven for you then? Uh, this is where it kind of got hard because, I mean, we're we're including the new record. And I don't want to put it too high, but I don't want to put it too low because I really enjoyed it. And I don't think the new record deserves to be in the top five. So you're probably going to know who my next two picks are. I, I did Hardwired. <laughs> and 
I mean, I, I like the album. I enjoyed it. And it still has one of the the coolest songs to appear in pop culture when Now That We're Dead was what The Undertaker rode to his entrance mm-hmm. to his, his final match in WWE, which I still think is the coolest WrestleMania entrance of all time. I don't care if it was in front of a live crowd or not. That was but really cool. Have, yeah, you have arguably the most badass character in WWE of all time riding a motorcycle to Metallica to in his in his final fight. Mm-hmm. I mean Yeah, I mean the there's there's a lot of good stuff on here. It's not my favorite Metallica album, but I gave it this this ranking just because, you know, I love that they let WWE use it for The Undertaker. Mm. Um, my next pick is going to be the new album, 72 Seasons. Okay. Um, I was with you. I, 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 it, it's still new, and I, I don't want my ranking to reflect the new car smell. And then, like, later on, like, man, why did I think so highly of this? It kind of sucks. Or, you know, like, I ranked this entirely too low. This is a – you dig into it more, like, this is a fucking masterpiece. But, no, I 72 yeah. seasons, like, it's – I'm really hooked on it right now. It could be that new car smell. Yeah. Still, but uh, I think just from what we discussed at the onset with, like, you know, James really shining on here, this is the best he's sounded vocally in quite a long time. Yeah. Uh Awesome riffs. Uh, production on it's really good. Like, the only nitpick is I some of the stuff sounds a little, like, if this would, song would have been five minutes instead of seven, it had been a fucking banger. This album could have been, I think if this album would have been, like, 45 minutes or so, this would probably be in my top four or five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, so I'm going to just take a wild guess and say that your number six is going to be this 72 seasons. Yep. And, man, I, you know, when I first heard Luxie Turner, I was like, you know, okay, I'll give it a shot. But then, like I said, it shows up in MLB The Show, and it's always playing during the showdown. And I'm like, this is so freaking cool. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I got the album. Ran through it the first time on, I think it was Saturday morning while I was working. And, you know, 72 seasons is playing. It starts out and it's kind of like, I didn't really know how to take it at first, but then they have this awesome riff. And I'm like, whoa, what the hell was that? And then, you know, James comes in and it's like, oh, okay, you know, like this, this could be good. And, Got through it and started going through song after song. I really enjoy Shadows Follow, um, Chasing Light. Um, I mean, there it's it's a good album, and I mean, you should definitely give it a listen. I hate to put it at six, but and I, you know, like you said, it's probably it could be the new car smell, um, but I just thoroughly enjoyed it from beginning to end. I know uh, for me, I, I really, 
find myself going back to uh, Room of Mirrors. Yeah. That's a really good one. And then uh, I love the song at the very end of the album. It's uh, in, I've got it pulled up just so I don't fuck up the pronunciation because I seem to do that all the time. Uh, it's in Amarada. And Amarada or something like that. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that sounds like Metallica doing Black Sabbath. And yeah. those are my two favorite heavy, like two of my favorite heavy metal bands of all time. So the yeah. fact that like, you know, my favorite band of all time is doing, mm-hmm. you know, arguably the God, you know, the Godfather of heavy metal. Yeah. Like that, that one just really sticks with me. Those are the two that I always end up going back to and playing over and over again. Yeah. Um, oh, for, I know for me, Number six is going to be Hardwired. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think uh, a lot of the f- the reason that one rates so high with me is just the fact that that's the first Metallica album that we had gotten in like nine years. So I think it's that feeling that I had. We're like, fuck, we finally got new music coming out. I was just yeah. so excited for it. I, I know my wife... Fucking love her to pieces. I've she got probably sick and tired of me here. Like, oh, we've only got four more days till Hardwired comes out. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. There's just so many good songs in that. Like, I really like Moth in the Flame. That's a really yeah. killer track. Uh, Spit out the bone. Uh, that's probably the most classic Metallica sound sounding song they've put out in a long time. Um, I mean, the only gripe I had with it is, like, I hated the fact it was on two disc. Yeah. Um, but I, I've had a chance to hear uh, so many of those songs live, and I think that kind of adds to the ranking, too. Like, I think I've heard all but one or two of those songs played live. So that probably has a little bit to do with it. It sounds amazing, too. Uh, the production on it's really well done. Uh, but yeah, like I, I think it's probably rated a little bit higher though. It's probably just personal preference because I was so excited when that album finally came out. Cause I didn't think we were going to get anything from them at all. Like, yeah. They could have easily just stopped where they were at and just been a legacy band and like just still continue to rake in money. Yeah. But the fact that they, they did an album and it, it sounded really good. Like, I don't know. I probably have it rated a little higher than it should be, but I don't know. It's my fucking ranking, so have to deal yep. with it. All right, so that brings us into our top five, which uh, I think we might start getting a little bit of uh, variation on what our yeah. top fives are going to be. Well, I mean, hopefully. there's. Uh, I mean, I, we have the same five albums in the top five so <laughs> yeah so we'll just see where we have them sitting at uh what's number five for you uh, this was the hardest i mean the number one's an obvious one for me and the other four that i have left can all go anywhere on this so i just went by what they meant to me and number five is uh, and justice for all okay um we're we're not guaranteed 
<laughs> the one after the other going forward. So, okay. Um, I mean, one is one of my all-time favorite songs, and I absolutely love Harvester Her Sorrow. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this was probably the one album out of the five that I probably don't listen to as much as the other four. And that's why I gave it number five. So, Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Great album. Uh, Highly recommend it. But, yeah, it would be number five for me. Um, I have, uh, as my number five, Kill Em All. Uh, the debut album, uh, it's it's an awesome album. Uh, it's uh, kind of like what really turned me into a thrash metal fan. It's my favorite genre of of heavy metal, but it's I don't know. Like I haven't really had a chance to listen to the the remastered version. It just seems like it's the album that I out of their older catalog, the one I seem to. Uh, gravitate towards the least. Yeah. I mean, like, I've, I've had a chance to hear them do every song on that album live, which is awesome. I, I think sometimes my rankings or if I've heard a lot of the stuff played live, um, it's an awesome album. It just, I think it's just the fact I don't listen to it as much as the other ones on my list is why it sits at number five, but yeah. still awesome though. Uh, motor breath and the four horsemen. Those are my jams. Fucking love the Four Horsemen. Like I was, I can't remember, like ever hearing the galloping guitar riffs until I had heard uh, that, and I just thought that that was the coolest <clears throat> fucking thing of all time when I heard that. I was mind blown when I heard like that sounds like fucking horses. Yeah, and I was like, they could do that with the guitars. But outside of those two, like I don't find myself like being in a mood for, you know, like oh. Hey, I want to play Hit the Lights. <laughs> yeah. We fired up. So, I don't know, it's just probably more the fact I don't listen to it as much as the other ones on my list, but still an awesome one. Uh what do you have at numero 4? I have Kill 'em All. And um this pro- uh Seek and Destroy. Was... Oh yeah, Seek and Destroy. I can't believe I forgot about that. It's one of my favorite live songs of all yeah. time. Oh yeah, that's that's awesome live. But uh, that was probably one of the song. Well, this was the last um, after I had bought Ride the Lightning and I got Black and I uh, got Injustice for All and Master of Puppets. This was the fifth one that I ended up getting, and I was like, why the hell did I wait to? to get to this head seek like I'd never heard seek and destroy no remorse those are just those are gems yeah those are those are two of my absolute favorite songs and yeah it's number 4 for me I don't think I ever bought kill em all I think I stole it at a party I was at <laughs> I have to see it sit on like in the CD collection like I don't have that one and the person that was hosting the party was just a fucking complete dick yeah. Because <laughs> I think I was at a, a college party at UC. So I just, like, fuck it. I'm taking it. Yeah. Not proud of it. Yeah. I don't encourage any of my younger listeners to to steal, but I don't know. Don't be a dick at a party either. 
Hey, you'd be a dick at a party, you get your CD stolen. Yeah, especially if it's a Metallica CD. I'm fucking, I'm coming for it. Um, number four for me is the Black Album. I think if you uh, go sheerly off of uh, how important the album is, I think it would should be number one. I think it's in the uh, the hard rock uh, metal genre. It should be like one of the essential albums of that genre. Uh, fuck, I think I seen something last year or the year before. This thing still sells like five or six thousand copies a week, oh, which wow. is astonishing. It came out in '91. But I think yeah. the reason I rate it so low is the fact that I, like it, I, I think one of the reasons why I don't listen to terrestrial radio anymore is because they tend to play the same fifteen or twenty songs, and on that yeah. rotation of fifteen to twenty songs, it's usually Inner Sandman, and nothing else matters. Yeah, and I still love those songs, but it's just the fact that, you know, when they've got other songs, I think that are written better yeah. uh, I don't know I think it's just it's more fatigue from the black album I think that if anybody out there is curious about getting into like listening to heavy metal if you haven't done it before I think this is the perfect album to do it yeah. it's not too heavy to where you know like oh fuck they worship the devil which I fucking hate that stereotype but that's another episode yeah but it's not too heavy to where you get scared off, but it's also hard enough to where you can have at least some bit of credibility in the community. You can at least, like, oh, hey, you know, like, oh, I like the Metallica Black album. Like, a hardcore metalhead's going to laugh at you for that, but, you know, the casual metal fan will, you, you could start a conversation over the Black album. Yeah. And plus, Inner Sandman is, like, for fuck's sakes, it's, uh, it's been used as wrestling theme songs. Uh, baseball uh, closers use it as their walkout music. It's arguably one of the five most instantly recognizable songs in rock music. Yeah. And that riff is harder to play than I thought. When I tried to, I had a guitar. I tried to learn how to play that. That thing trips you up so much. It is uh, pretty awesome when you get to see it, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. I agree. Uh, that's the one they usually end the, uh, end the show with. Although, last time I seen them, they, uh, I think they opened with it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they played it early. Oh. Um, we actually, uh, me and my wife went to the uh, Louder Than Life Festival and they headlined mm-hmm. in 22, and they're doing what they they did now, or they're doing right now, is they're going on uh, a tour where they're playing uh, two nights, and you're getting a different set list each night. So you won't hear the same wow. song twice. And the second night we've seen them, they played the entire Black album. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was super fucking cool to see that. Played every song. They played it, and I think they played it in reverse order. Yeah, that'd have been something to see. Yeah, uh, kick, still kick myself in the ass for not going to the Orion Festival that they put on because they did. Uh, 
They came out as a cover band called uh, Dahan, which is uh, the last name of the kid that was in the Through the Never movie. And then they came out and they played all of Kill 'em All. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And then another uh, time at, uh, I think it's the very first one that they did, uh, which I got vetoed on. Our, uh, my wife and I were going on vacation. I got vetoed. I wanted to go to Atlantic City to see the Orion Festival, and I got vetoed for Florida. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh. But, yeah, the Black Album is still an, an awesome album, so I won't go uh, too much more because I know you haven't gotten to it yet. So uh, what do you have at number th- – oh, we're at number three now. Okay. Yeah. All right, what's uh, number three? You want to take a guess there? The Black Album? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, it, it, yeah, you're right. If, if you wanted to give, you know, someone who's just starting to listen to metal music or heavier music, this would probably be the album I would suggest. Like, there's so many iconic songs on this record. And I mean, even you'll still hear them today. Like you said there, if you're, if you know, you're in your car, your chances are, you're probably going to hear inner Sandman or where, you know, what was that? Wherever I'm in Rome. Sad, but um, true. Nothing else yeah, matters. Matters. Um, I mean, every, Alan, that like I just seen the Unforgiven video on TV the other day. Um, yeah, it still kind of creeps me out, but eh, I mean, it's just one of those top to bottom. Everything's just it, it's good. I mean, I enjoy it. I mean, yeah, sometimes it gets kind of repetitive hearing it, but it never. You you always go back to it, mm. and I mean it's it's just a it's an iconic album. Well, I think too, it's like you know you've written like a timeless record. If you've gotten to the point where you don't hate the song because it's bad, you hate it because you hear it so much. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like you know, "Stairway to Heaven" as an example. It's not my favorite Zeppelin song, but it's a great song. You hear it all the time. Yeah. Uh Back in Black by ACDC. Great song. I've heard it so much, though. But yeah. it's it's just the, the fact that, like, it, not bad songs, just you hear them so much. Yeah. All right. Well, we are in the top two, which uh, at this point in the show, you guys probably know what the top two albums are from us. So I guess it's just a, really a matter of where you've got them ranked. So who's number two? Did you get number three? Oh, no, no, no. Thank you for uh, catching on to that. Uh, Injustice for All is number three. Okay. Uh, Like, I remember seeing uh, it's a year and a half in the life of that uh, uh, Metallica video that they did where they chronicled themselves on tour during the Black Album. Yeah. And I remember that was the first time I'd heard Harvester of Sorrows when they played it in front of Fuck, was that almost a million people at that Russian airfield? <laughs> yeah. And I, a... I thought, like, 
holy shit, this thing is fucking heavy. And then, like, of course, you know, one, I know some people shit on it because there's no bass in it, but, like, I don't, that never really bothers me. I mean, Metallica is always one of those bands that <clears throat> you're not listening to them for the bass. You're not listening to uh, hear, like, a, a technical, like, drum showcase. It's They're a guitar band. Yeah. And uh, I know Chris Jericho said it best, I think, about uh, Lars Ulrich. is like, you know, he's never going to be Dave Lombardo or Neil Peart or anybody like that. But he's – Chris Jericho calls Lars the Ringo star of heavy metal. It's a awesome comparison. Like, Lars is just there to keep the time. He's not always the greatest at it, but, like – I mean, there's no Beatles without Ringo. Right. So, there's no Metallica without Lars. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, Harvester and, you know, and Justice for All, the title tracks are really good ones. There's so many good songs on that. Um, I think it suffers a little bit uh, f- from the same thing that Kill 'Em All does for me. It's just, like, I don't find myself playing a lot of stuff from that as much as I used to. Although, that... Uh, that album has one of my favorite songs from them and all of all time. It's Freight Ends of Sanity. Fucking love that song. That's like probably in my top five or six favorite Metallica songs of all time. It's yeah. on that album. Okay. So that uh, also gives it some uh, credence. So, yeah, thank you. A good catch, man. We would have completely missed out on uh, number three for me. And I, Adam is an awesome producer, but he probably would have fucking just left it out. I don't, I wouldn't have gone back to put that little bit in there to, to or maybe he would have I know that's this is his thing so that's why I have him do it okay so number two what's sitting at number two for you because I know usually the two albums that we have are the mm. ones that are usually the top mm. of everybody's list but just a matter of where you have them so what you got yeah. at number two um so I have Ride the Lightning. Okay. And I hated putting it at number two because it's the the one song that made me a fan is on this album. And <clears throat> For Whom the Bell Tolls is my favorite Metallica song. Like I said, it's the one that made me a fan. And this was the first Metallica CD that I bought. And I still listen to it all the way through, even Escape. <laughs> and, I've got a good uh, a point about Escape here in a second, but go ahead. And yeah, I mean, I I can't really say I can't say a bad word about this this record, even with Escape on there. So, um, yeah, it's it's number two, unfortunately, but. It's uh, number two for me also. Um, I think it's almost a perfect album, except for Escape. Escape yeah. is kind of a weak track. Yeah. Uh, I, even to the point where uh, I know uh, when Metallica did the uh, Ride the Lightning album in its entirety at the Orion Festival, that James did not want to play it. <laughs> Like there's a video of them playing it live and he just is kind of like, can we play something else? And I think they were trying to go into uh, Dyer's Eve 
which is another awesome song off of uh, Injustice for All. And they're like, no, it's not on Ride the Lightning. So they end up playing Escape. But but Ride the Lightning has uh, For Whom the Bell Tolls. Uh, Ride the Lightning seems to be a uh, concert staple from them as well. And uh, Creeping Death is also on this. Just Bells and Creeping Death are like, Pretty much, if you go see Metallica in concert, you're probably going to hear those two tracks, and they both fucking kill live. Yeah, that's that would be. Yeah, for whom the bell tolls is just like I said. For me, I become a fan just because that was the last song that you heard before we went onto the field as a team and. I had no clue who it was and was just kind of naive to the whole heavy metal and rock at that point. I mean, my dad was Southern rock, classic rock, arena rock, but not really into the the stuff that was going on in the 80s, the heavier stuff. I mean, yeah, every once in a while I would hear Black Sabbath, but <clears throat> it never really got to... Metallica or anything like that and yeah I mean just discovering who they were through that one song and then I had an entire catalog of stuff to choose from Uh, yeah I mean I hated putting it at two but there's just one album that I think is perfect mm-hmm uh, when you uh, talk about For Whom the Bell Tolls, that's how my son uh, really got into Metallica. I mean, he'd heard me playing him on the radio, but uh, my son loves the movie Zombieland. Yeah. Fucking loves Zombieland. And one of his favorite movie scenes of all time, he's mentioned this once or twice, maybe 15 times, uh, he loves the opening sequence of Zombieland. And they play for whom the bell tolls in there. And like, he has mentioned, he's asked me, I know the first time he goes, who is that? I've heard it before. I goes, oh, that's Metallica, dude. Like, that's for whom the bell tolls. So, I just for him even enjoying, like, that song, it just, it's really cool how, like, music kind of takes you back to a memory. I think that's the power mm-hmm. of it. It's like it, it sparks a memory or, like, a feeling of some kind. And that's the, that's the power of music yeah like ride the lightning is like almost perfect uh there's so many good tracks on this um it even has like my favorite uh instrumental like i love call of cthulhu oh yeah uh it's one of my favorite instrumental songs period uh i just love how it it sounds like it has that feeling of like this beast is coming at you as the song starts to pick up steam yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, I think it's dragged down just a little bit by Escape. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Uh, Escape could have been like a great song. It's it's a decent song, but man, it's it's almost like they had to throw one more song in there, and it's almost like they just threw it together at the last minute. Yeah. Uh, just um, not, not Metallica. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess uh, no big mystery. We both have Master Puppets at number one. Um, yep. Chime in. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it. 
I mean, from the start with Battery, <clears throat> I don't think there's a more perfect song to start an, an album with. Dude, the same thing. It's, I feel the same way about that. It's just like, okay, you're getting your teeth kicked in today. Like, let's go. And I mean, it, it's just nonstop from start to end. And, you know, Master of Puppets... <sighs> When you hear that, like, if you, I always think of the uh, scene in Old School when <laughs> they're driving that van around and they're spinning the tires. And yeah, like, that's how you feel when you hear that song in the car. Like, you want to spin your tires. <laughs> You're going to go uh, jack some old man away from his wife at the grocery store and throw him in the back of the van. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just. A perfect metal album. I think it's a perfect album in general. There's not too many albums that I've listened to. And, I mean, I'm primarily a heavy metal rock guy. Um, so I don't really venture into, like, hip-hop and rap and pop too much. So yeah. take my opinion with a grain of salt. But, yeah, I, I find that one of the, the things with a perfect album to me is, like, I can listen to the whole thing without skipping it a single song. Yeah. And that is probably on the handful of uh, albums that I can listen to from front to back without skipping a track. But man, like you said, like you're getting your fucking teeth kicked in the minute you hit play on this bad boy. And it just takes you on a ride, man. Like they experimented with ballads. It's uh, funny that uh, the song fade to black I know a lot of people think that song's about death, but it's really about them, the way they felt when their equipment got stolen out of their van. Yeah. It's the basis of that song. Uh, it has my favorite Metallica song of all time, Disposable Heroes, which is about basically like, you know, joining the military, you're just out there yeah. just to basically get killed, and they'll just replace you with the next person. Um. Yeah, man, this album really just speaks to me, dude. Like, I remember, like, when I heard this for the first time, like, I I could not, like, I just had to, like, put my headphones down and just let it sit for a bit. Like, yeah. I just it, could not believe what I had just heard. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's a perfect mix of, kick your head in to, I mean, even, uh, sanitarium. Yeah. That's a, such um, a good song. Yeah. I mean, you know, when we went to the concert, I mean, they started with battery and you knew like shit's going to hit the fan for the next two hours. Mm -hmm. And I remember when they played sanitarium, it was just like every, like you could feel like this, energy and the crowd like everything was just silent and just staring at, and mm -hmm. uh, man it's just it's I can't really describe that the feeling that you get when it's it's, it's awesome um, the feeling when you know they uh I can't, I can't even describe how, how I felt. It was just, like, my body was numb. 
and I mean, you're you're standing there. I mean, Rob was kind of new to the group at the time, mm. but you felt like you were in the presence of, of a godlike band. And I mean, you have a stadium with 80,000 people. And they're all just standing there, like in awe. Because mm. I remember, you know that that concert. It all started off. I mean, everyone was. It, I mean, it was crazy. I mean, you had Mudvayne come out there, the Deftones, and then Led Biscuit, and you know that shit got wild. <laughs> and I mean, you know, Lincoln Park had Chester at the time, and that was that was really cool to see. And then it was like Metallica comes out there and you're like, okay, this shit's going to get crazy. And then it's just like, everybody's just numb. Like you're in the presence of a rock God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was just, it's the, one of the coolest moments of my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. I think like master just seems like they place the songs like perfectly together too. <clears throat> Cause it's yeah. really, it's like a, a roller coaster. It's like, they get you like wound up and then they know how to just kind of bring you down a little bit. Yeah. Like, and just like, okay, now we're going to pick you back up. And then, yeah. Just, and they also kind of like, besides like writing a first time ballad, it's like, it's thrashy, but it's also like they experiment with like some, like some, like some doom sludgy stuff. Like, uh, the thing that should not be is really doesn't sound anything like you, would hear on the rest of the album, but it fits perfectly in yeah. with it. It's a very doom yeah. metal sounding song. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's, it's absolute perfection. Uh, still my, I think it's my favorite album of all time. So I'm going to be very biased in this. Uh, I mean, I, I, I can't, I, I can't argue with that. I mean, it's just, it, you know, I, I listen to a lot of different, styles of music but this would always be you know one of the greatest albums i've ever heard mm -hmm. and i would recommend it to to any i mean it's just hey you're having a bad day listen to this now, here you <laughs> or, go yeah and this will make you want to go out and bust something up you'll feel a lot better after this trash cans <laughs> the neighbors Hey, pick one. Let's go. Or both. Hey, yeah, damn. Why not? Uh, yeah, man. I I don't think... I mean, you can't go wrong with Ride the Lightning or Master Puppets, but yeah, I think those, that one for sure is like... Like, if you were... Uh, for me, if somebody said, all right, you can pick five albums to take to a desert island... Like, okay, like I'm grabbing puppets, then I'll figure out the rest. Yeah, I mean that one would be a definite. Um, yeah, I mean it's just you can't you can't go wrong. I mean, if anybody said any of the tracks was their favorite songs of all time, I'm like, yeah, that's that's a cool mm -hmm. song. <laughs> yeah. Um, one quick thing before we go, uh, top five Metallica songs, go. Oh geez. Um okay, one is for whom the bell tolls. Um I would say no remorse is number two. Um 
battery three. Um, oh gosh. Uh, seek and destroy four and one at five. Okay. Um, disposable heroes, the frayed ends of sanity, um, seek and destroy. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, moth into flame. I've just, I know that's a newer song, but I fucking love that song so much. And then number five would be damage incorporated. All right. So, um, Hey, man, it was awesome having you back on. Uh, I figured today would be as good of a day to any to talk a little Metallica. So, new album coming out. Um, yeah, if you haven't heard 72 Seasons, check it out. Uh, give it a couple spins, though. You may not like it the first time. Uh, I know it took me a time or two to get uh, into it, but once I did, man, it, it's an awesome album. Definitely go check it out. So, uh Thank you for checking us out today. Uh, be sure to follow us on the Facebook, Twitter, and the Instagram. Shoot us an email at couchbrotatopodcast at gmail.com. Let us know how we're doing. Tell us how awesome we are, how shitty we are. Love to hear your comments. Uh, be sure to leave us a five-star review if you dig what we're doing here. Uh, it helps us get some recognition in the old search engines on Apple, which is always a plus for us. So until next week, we will talk to you guys later. Bye, everybody.